Hello, what is going on? My name is Rich Ryan. This is a Torque Talk. Today, we are talking with Nick Riker. So last time you may have heard from Nick was either on the recap from the Jacksonville race on this very podcast or on the running public where he was going through some of his health issues like right in the middle of things. So this is just a catch up with Nick, seeing what's been going on with him, how his perspective has changed, how his health has progressed, and some of his plans moving forward. So if you know anything about Nick, you know he is a very positive person and a a great conversationist. So this was fun. It was great to catch up with him. I think you'll really enjoy it. So here we go. Nick Riker. We're live. Nick Riker, what's up, man? What's going on? How the heck are you? Dude, I'm better than I've been in months. How are you? I can't wait to hear about it. I mean, I know about it. I mean, we talk, we yeah. talk enough, but I just want to like formally kind of dive in and, and how and how you're actually doing. Cause last time we had you on a tour talk, it was it's been like a journey since then. We had yeah. we had you leading right at leading into Jacksonville and then right after Jacksonville, and you were like primed and ready to uh-huh. to hit this. And we we're thinking, all right, top five finish that would be a goal that would be reasonable for you and, and like your fitness level at this time. Yeah. And I remember you said to me like leading into the race, like, Oh, I kind of think I have like a stomach bug, but uh, I'll be fine. And I was like, all right, cool. Like, seems like you will be fine. But also at the same time, like when that type of stuff happens, yeah, it's hard to like really mentally be, be ready for the race. And, and then you finish what? Like 11th. Yep. One, one, only one, one, one place. One, one, only one place worse than last year. No points in the, no, no payout, no money no. for the national series. Um, I didn't get that hundred dollars. <laughs> you missed out on that hundred dollars two years ago in two thousand and um, nineteen. Nineteen, I was I finished eleventh, but then that was when Woods was was doing his Woods thing, yeah. just yeah, yeah. grabbing, cheating, and- <laughs> grabbing the trust, <laughs> and then it bumped me up from eleventh to tenth, hundred bucks right there. So thank you, Ryan Woods, for that. But as you got came home from the race the stomach bug didn't really go away and it took a long time to kind of really get to the bottom of what was going on and at that point they like you were you i came up with a diagnosis for you so just kind of like take us through like what had happened since that point um so yeah could it we didn't know what was happening to me me and my um primary care physician my pcp and usually a PCP would be like, ah, we'll just send you off to some specialty. But this woman, she wanted to work. She was determined to figure out what was wrong with me. So that was that kind of delayed the process because a PCP can only do so much because mm-hmm. it's the specialties that really like, you know, they got the CAT scan. They get the – they do all the tests and stuff. But, um, yeah, I – I had a lot of pain in my stomach, in my lower right side, lower left side. Um, and, you know, I had bloody diarrhea, like I talked about, for weeks. And uh, when I was talking to my doctor, I said, I have so much pain in my lower right side. She thought it was an appendicitis that was about to happen. She goes, go to the ER right now. Like, go. So I went to the ER, was an appendicitis, got a CAT scan. They said, your large intestines are just inflamed, like three times the size they're supposed to be. They're inflamed. And it's like, most likely it's ulcer colitis. And I've never even heard of ulcer colitis. Never heard of, I've heard of Crohn's disease. I didn't know those were like two of the same thing. Um, so a week after I was in the ER, I've already, at this point, it's three weeks or two and a half weeks after Jacksonville. And I've already lost 15 pounds at this point. Um, I wasn't eating. I already lost 15 pounds. And a week after I was in the ER, I got released. Uh, I had a colonoscopy. And then, you know, colonoscopy confirmed what we all thought was ulcer colitis. And, you know, after that, I was like, okay, I know what it is. I got a plan. Four weeks and I'm back. Back in four weeks. That was my plan. Like, easy money. Like, I was looking, looking up. I was looking. I was just looking up the web and I was like, oh, there's medication for this thing. Like, 20 years ago, there was nothing. Now there's medication. Um so that was my mindset. I was like four weeks and I'm back. And if you listen to a running public podcast I was on, that was not the case. It was months. And you know, I'm still having symptoms of it. Still, I mean, I still have symptoms, you know, it doesn't really go away, but uh much better now. But next thing you know, 
couple more couple more weeks go by after the colonoscopy i'm on i'm taking up to 12 pills a day prescribed medicine pills a day i'm on different medication i'm on different steroids i'm on different probiotics i'm on different vitamins i'm doing blood work every other day it seems like to make sure my my body's fine and next thing you know i'm i've lost 25 pounds and i can barely do anything like this living room i'm in and you see right here i was stuck in this living room for 10 weeks you know all i did was go to work and i went back here and i was just stuck because you know i was afraid to go anywhere that didn't have a bathroom and i looked horrible like my brother tried to like cheer me i was like hey come come do this with us come do like let's get you out of the house i was like i physically cannot get out of the house i can't move i can't even walk my dog hardly um any ounce of energy I had was gone because I, and I couldn't sleep because I was having to go to the bathroom 12, 10 to 12 times a night. Like every half hour, every hour I was waking up and having to use to go to the bathroom to, to, to take a, to poop. I had diarrhea. There was, I had no energy in me and I couldn't eat. Um, looking up, everybody was telling me what diet I should do. And I was like, it doesn't matter. Whatever I eat does not stay in me and it does not give me any nutrients. So. I mean, that was 10, 12 weeks of my life, basically. And out of nowhere, you know, I started feeling better. I started getting on an IV medication called a Tivio. And one day I was like, oh, I'm feeling better. I went on a long bike ride. I started doing, I work at a gym. I started doing workouts at our gym, but I still weighed nothing. And then out of nowhere, I gained all my weight back. Like it seemed like overnight. And yeah like you're saying out of nowhere but like literally, it was literally like i i got up so i was down to 148 and comfortably i am a comfortable 175 to 180 guy in jacksonville i was 178 pounds and i got down all the way to 148 and i remember looking at that day it was like the second week of may and i'm a 148 pounds and we're going on almost three months of this, two month, two and a half months of this. And I remember thinking, I am never going to get better. Mm-hmm. Like ne- I, nothing I can eat. It's helping me. Like I'm drinking protein shakes all day. Nothing I can do is getting, it's helping me. And then a week goes by and I feel I'm getting better. I got an IV in me. Then to, um, the drug and the medications working a little bit finally. And I started doing our workouts at our gym and I put on maybe like five pounds. And then another week I, do the workouts at our gym and I put on like two or three pounds and then a weekend goes by and I'm up to 170 out of nowhere and I'm eating things are staying in me. I have a bathroom schedule, like everything comes close to normal. Um, and I think it's just that IV, the, the drug called a Tivio. And then finally like getting rid of all the junk food in my life, getting rid of anything else. That's, you know, I still don't have the perfect diet in the world, but it's, like we've talked about it a lot, Rich. Like I didn't have a great diet before this, um, so it's a small blessing that I've gotten a lot better at it. Um, and I still don't think it's the diet that's doing a lot. I think it's just my body finally. You know, I did a lot of intermittent intermittent fasting. I did a lot of studying on people with ulcerative colitis how they got that better, and like, hey, it's a muscle. You got to give your muscle time to rest. So I do intermittent fasting now. Like you were talking on the running public not too long ago. Now it's kind of just eating windows. So like I eat from like 12 to 7. So you get seven hours of eating. So quick math right here. That's what, 19? No. What? How many How many other hours in a day? What What hours, uh, what hours are you? I, I don't, why, why, am I, why am I blanking right here? <laughs> Specific's not that important. Yeah. Yeah. Either way. Uh, yeah. 17 hours. 17 hours of not eating. Um which kind of like pretty, what I'm going for. Yeah. So it's, I mean, it's just giving you, and I'm learning the morning is where the body detox, um, basically. So just try to flush everything out of me in the morning and I'm good usually for the rest of the day. And uh, just the drugs, the diet, the intermittent fasting, living, trying to get more active, everything just came back together. And I literally, I feel like it went overnight. So shout out to Activio. See if they need Activio. any. Brand, see if they need yeah. any brand ambassadors. But the the so when you got 
and I'm sure like you're, you're obviously becoming a student of this, right? Like mm-hmm. looking at how to clean up things, you know, taking the, the diet into your own hands, doing the uh, intermittent fasting to figure out what would be the optimal window and, you know, flushing things out in the morning so, yeah. that you, can, so that you can kind of get your day started on the, on the right foot. So like, did the doctors have any explanation? Did you ask them? They're like, Hey, what happened? Were they just no, like, oh. no, if you do all the research in the world, nobody is going to have an idea why this happens. They say like Western civilization, like the Western diet, how we live and our culture we live, you know, can cause it. Mm-hmm. But it's, I mean, you get people that get Crohn's or people get ulcer colitis. They develop it you, a lot of times in their mid twenties and it comes out of nowhere. I mean, I have family history of digestion problems, like grandparents on my mom's side had colon cancer. I, I recently found out like, not recently, but like when I got diagnosed recently, my grandpa, on my dad's side has ulcer colitis. Um, he just never talked about it ever. Like he had it really bad for like, like I did, he had it really bad for like three or four months and he was good for 50 years now. So there's family history of it in me. Um, and is it like a remission? Are you worried that the, it's That's, going? Yeah, that is a big, so it is the doctor said, we just got to get you in remission, get you in remission. Um, but the thing of remission, you know, I don't want to, I don't want to, you know, compare this to cancer at all because cancer is way worse anything like i'm i'm fine you know cancer patients go through a lot more but it's kind of like that they go they their goal is to get a remission and there's always a chance for something to come back and i i don't know who it was but i did some research on this really successful ultra runner and he goes i live one month at a time he says i can't pl- i don't plan a race a hundred mile race a year in advance like you're supposed to he goes i don't know if i'll be able to race I don't know if symptoms are going to come back and whatever. So that's, it's, that's really scary. Um, and this Ativio medicine, it's really not covered by any insurance. It's really not covered by my insurance right now. Uh, and I'm just thankful that my parents are still able to help me out in that way. But, um, and I'm, I'm getting to that age, you know, it's first world problems where I'm getting off my parents' insurance soon. Um, so I'm going to have to start this whole process again of trying to maybe get it covered, but then paying for my own. So I might have to go off of that cause it's expensive. Yeah. Um, and I mean, that's, that's a whole other conversation about the pitfalls of our medical system, which, you know, we and I have just, a lot of, yeah, I, I've had opinions about that for years. And, and I'm sure you can bang your head against the wall, like, yeah. like how frustrating it, it has been, but ultimately you, things are in a better spot, right? So yeah. And from, yeah, we don't have to rehash the whole entire process. Like you did a great job of that on the running public. Fantastic uh-huh. episode. So go back and uh, people can go back and listen to that to catch like the whole kind of story. And that was, that was kind of, you were, you were sick then. I was very sick. I was just started a new job in my work. I was still under 155 pounds, n- not doing a lot going to the bathroom a lot, scared to drive anywhere. Like I was, that was at the end of April. I got, they interviewed me and, um, pretty sick. Yeah. So from, from, from that time to now, and just talking to you as much as I do, I know that like, you're feeling much more optimistic. You're doing, you're, you're working, you're, you're training. You're like actually running. You're like having some like ideas of like, Hey, when's a realistic time to like go out and do some races and stuff. So where's your head at now? How are you feeling in general? I mean, I feel like, you know, I try to make this the greatest thing that could happen to me. You know, like, I don't want to get emotional at all. But, you know, like I said, I didn't have a good diet. I didn't have a healthy eating lifestyle. I only focused about training. That's That was my whole life. You know, I didn't really think about a career at all. I didn't care about a social life at all. It's a, and then when all that was taken from me, like racing and all this, it kind of made you step back like, whoa, you're, I'm not a racer. You know, I'm a guy who does races. I'm, a, you know, I, there's a lot of other great things about me than me being, trying to be a professional athlete. So like I had to look back as like, if this is it, like, I'm going to be okay. If this is the worst thing that happens to me and I can't race anymore, I'm going to be okay. It's going to suck, but I'm going to, like, I have a great job at a great organization. I've met amazing friends. I've met 
you know, I have an amazing family. I'm an uncle, you know, I got like a step back, like I'm going to be okay. And now since everything's coming back and I'm like, can, like I put so much, I feel like also you can, if you get a very stressful person can develop ulcer colitis, like your body mm -hmm. just gets stressed out. And I think that was a part of me leading up to the Jacksonville race. I, I'm not going to say it was, but I had a theory because I, I, you know, I left everything behind. You know, I left a stable job. I left a very, like I, at home living with my parents, you know, I didn't have to worry about anything, very stress-free life. And I moved, quit a job in the middle of pandemic to do a job that's not very secure, but now it is very secure. Um, everything on my own, but with my brother in a new city, I didn't know anything about it. I was like, cause I was going all in on this, on this dream of mine. And I was getting really stressed out about Jacksonville, about one silly race. Like if I don't perform, all this was a waste. And I felt very stressed out about that. And, and, but now, and yeah, now I just feel at ease. And stress stacks up, right? It's not like yeah. one specific instance of like a race that you, you got too worked up for, but it's all of that. Like, like moving out, like doing this whole thing, starting anew, it's like just stacks on top of each other and like it compounds. Yeah. Um, and like I said, that maybe mixed with some of the other lifestyle stuff. Who knows? Like, what, yeah. what, what do you think? Like, what do you think? Because it's interesting that it, it can be developed or it can be, be genetic. Do you think it was more diet related or do you think it was stress related or do you think it was all like think, kind of tied together? I think it's all together. I think it's more genetic than anything. Because mm. my mom has had digestive issues for a while. I mean, she has inflammatory bowel syndrome. Um, so a lot of inflammation um, that she has, she's been dealing with for a while. And like her side of the family, it gets in. I, and I tend to have more genetics on her side than my dad's really healthy side. It's just how, how my, how my genetic makeup was done. And like, she always, she, she never told me, but she always worried about me developing some kind of thing like she did. Um, so I think it is mostly genetics, but it's all, I mean, you know, and I'm not going to like a diet. I feel like I had a pretty normal mid twenties, like live a athletic live a healthy, active lifestyle, but you know, you still have like your diet. It's like you, you eat clean and then you just pick out sometimes. Like, I feel like that was what my diet was like. Nothing crazy, like in a sense of like too healthy, but nothing crazy. Like I was eating junk every day. So that's where like I go back and forth on that. So can we talk, can we talk about that a little bit? Like what that yeah. looks like in like from a practical standpoint, like what are some things that you may have been eating a lot of, or there was more of like a staple in your uh, a typical diet that is just like completely removed or, or much or not, or picking your spots more or less. Yeah. Like I know you mentioned intermittent fasting, which will kind of put in its own little bucket. It's like, uh -huh. that's a great way to let your body rest and just let it recover. Mm -hmm. But when you are actually back into feeding and fueling, like what's changed? Like are there a couple things that you've really put a focus on? They like, you know, I was never afraid to eat fast food, and now I just don't eat any fast food. And it's like, like that was a big—that's a big part of me. Like, you know, I can—I always like look forward to like going to McDonald's, getting a burger. Now that's just gone. Like, no more, no more fast food or anything. And then, you know, I thought I still think carbs are king, so I would eat a ton of bread, a ton of white or wheat bread that had gluten in it, and you know. Gluten's gone now, basically out of my lifestyle. Uh, I say I'm about ninety percent gluten free. There's still some things like, oh, I didn't know they had gluten in it, but I'm fine. Mm -hmm. uh, that's kind of the main. To try to be gluten free, eat a higher protein diet. I don't think I was ever eating a lot of protein, and there's a lot of protein that I mean, it's just you got to find what works for you, and that is what works for me of being anti-inflammatory for me. Um, yeah. or like, okay, my body's just not going to reject this, like straight into a toilet right now. Like I'm good. Um, so a lot of, a lot of, a lot of protein in my, a lot of just, you know, chicken, a lot of chicken, a lot of rice now, um, food that's going to be anti-inflammatory for me. I, I did a, I did a little like, you know, food inflammation study or whatever, like causes you inflammation. And I was actually kind of pumped about this, like a lot of vegetables, for me, apparently, gives me inflammation, and I hate vegetables. I knew those vegetables are no good. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, well, that that's great. So veggies uh -huh. are out, but I mean, 
and like you know the protein stuff makes sense make probably make it a little more satiated probably uh and like you gotta make those nutrients count when you're getting them in with the fast food stuff was it because when you go to you go to a fast food restaurant it's not just uh-huh. like the burger you're getting yeah was it was there was there a lot of sugar in there as well were you getting sodas like where you're no, not, like, I, not a big soda guy um you know i just would eat a lot of it honestly mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. it was it's, it was cheap you know forget my lunch at home go to work it's a lot of fast food places boom right there like it's i mean that stuff's not healthy for you so top top three fast food restaurants like what oh i mean i do love mcdonald's that's got to be number one um love it panda express does that count I, as, is that fast food I'm, I'm counting it it's fast food do you go in there and sit down or can you go and just like there's no drive through at panda there's drive through is there oh yeah I, but I, I actually like have looked up like Okay, how can I get it? So I have had Panda, but I get their white rice and their teriyaki chicken, and it's, 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 it's fine with me. That's all I get. Doesn't that works? Um, no chicken or rice at McDonald's. Yeah, no, none of that. Uh, um, and then I'm a big, big, um, big Sonic guy. Sonic. You love Sonic. They, I mean, if you want to talk about just chili, cheese, tots, ice cream. Butter burgers, bacon. I mean, it's all right there. You can put it all on a sandwich, basically. Their 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 food is okay, but their ice cream is just like bomb, mm-hmm. crazy good. Yeah. Oh yeah. And that's yeah. I, I lean Big Mac. Are you Big Mac? I've actually never had a Big Mac. Never had a Big Mac. I'm just a big McDouble guy. I'll eat. I mean, I used to eat three or four, just like boom, right there. McDouble's one dollar. So you're never going to have a Big Mac in your entire life now? Yeah. <laughs> what, what, was it like the special sauce or like? I, feel like, I was like, so there was always a little of me. It's like, oh, that's just too unhealthy. <laughs> <laughs> that's where I draw the line. <laughs> I was like, oh, okay, that's just that's just too unhealthy. <laughs> <laughs> well, all right. <laughs> well, I go to Sonic and get a large order of chili cheese tots. Kids got like, standards. Yeah. <laughs> there, there's. There's something like if I get a, a burger at a restaurant and it's and like I never get Big Macs. I don't remember last time I did. I, I'm not above it, but I, I just yeah. haven't. Yeah. But if I go to a restaurant and the burger tastes like a Big Mac, I'm like, this is an amazing burger. Yeah. This yeah, is yeah, yeah. so good. <laughs> um, so with that, then are you cooking more? Yeah. 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 I'm cooking more. Are you what learning you how to cook or are you just like, did you, did you have some things? You have some yeah, staples? I'm learning how to cook. Out? It's, it's, it's hard. It's hard to mess up just chicken and rice kind mm-hmm. of, um, chicken and eggs, eggs and sausage, you know, keep it simple. Uh, I was always a big pasta eater. What I'm finding out is that gluten-free food costs a heck of a lot more mm-hmm. than just non-gluten-free food. Like, as, as things like this become more, you know, not necessarily mainstream, but there are going to be people who have more gluten intolerances or more people are going to be diagnosed with celiac Mm -hmm. and things like that, or UC or or Crohn's that's going to be produced more. I'm sure. Um, I'm hoping that, that, that drives the cost down because I I was, I will say it's came a long way in the taste because my, like I said, both my grandparents, my mom's side had colon cancer. So they like, took gluten out of their diet and we would go for like Thanksgiving and I was young and I was like, this food sucks. Mm-hmm. And now it's like, okay, gluten-free mac and cheese. I remember at my grandparents' house, this sucks. And now it's like, it's good. Hmm. Like it's, it's different. Gluten, have you ever had gluten-free pizza? Um, not on the, purpose. The cheese just, you know, it's gluten-free crust when everything just slides off as soon as you hold it open, as soon as you hold it up, There's- everything just slides off. Whenever I have like gluten free like crackers or, or bread or whatever, there's like an airiness uh, to it, right? Because like yeah. the, the gluten is what makes the bread get that like stretchy yeah. consistency. Mm-hmm. So when it's gone, it's it's more yeah airy. Yeah, like I got I get gluten free tortillas for like burritos or whatever I make, and it's like as soon as you just wrap it, it just falls apart. So there's really no point. Yeah, you gotta yeah. you gotta you gotta you gotta switch it out. Yeah. Um, I'll have to send you some like the way I make chicken. I used to make chicken just like in the slow cooker or just like in the oven, and it's yeah. it's it's hit or miss. It's really uh-huh. like can be like real bad. Uh, yeah, I, started, I just do it on the stovetop, and it's quick, and I I I think it's good. Dude, I've been making I've been making it where I just just like pat that thing dry, salt and pepper on each side. Yep, and kind of pan fry it almost uh-huh. for a minute on each side. 
and then just cover it and cook it on low and it comes out so good. It's really? like amazing. Yeah. Cook it on low for like 10 minutes and then I turn it off and then cook it and then just let it cook uh, covered um, at with no heat. And it comes out amazing. It's from this cookbook that my fiance is like obsessed with. So um, right. I, I'm, I'm, I'm on board. So yeah, you can make chicken and rice and make it taste not that bad. Yeah. Yeah. Any way to make it quicker too. So yeah, totally. So now that you're feeling better, you're training a little bit, right? Yeah. What's yeah, going on? It, what's going on in training? Uh, a slow progression. I'm on like week six basically now of coming back. Nice. Uh, I still like in the mornings, it's still the roughest part of the day for me. I was like, I need to get the body's just super sensitive to running now. The gut is, I mean, I've always had a pretty sensitive gut when it comes to running a little bit. And now it's just super like sensitive. Like it's, I have a park right across from my house. I do a couple laps there, go to the bathroom a couple times in my house before I go out anywhere, basically, which is nice. I have this nice little half mile loop. Um, but I just got to make sure I'm good, go out for my runs. Um, I went very, I started really slow, like 10 miles a week. Then I went to like 13 and then 20. And then last week I was able to hit 40 miles of pretty good running, really only one. One and a half, I call it one and a half quality days a week. Um, like I'm still in no rush to get back to anything, but it's a, it's a lot of easy runs and a lot of trying to get up hills. And uh, it's been great. I've like fallen, like I, like I told like somebody at my work, it's like I hit 40 miles for the first time since early February. And I just feel like I'm back. Like I'm getting back. Cause for you're, you're not historically a very high volume runner when it comes to miles. Yeah. Um, I've always wanted to be, I always had a very, like the years are going to progress. Years are going to progress. And then like 2020, I kind of got hurt. So I was like, okay, I'm going to progress this year. And then I got a setback. So 40 to 45 has been like my cap usually in the years past. When you were putting that in that type of miles leading into jacksonville and that's why i was so excited it's like all right it's yeah. good running some good quality stuff so like you're, you're you're on your way back up man have as you've been coming back up i mean so your layoff of running was how long would you say it was 11 weeks 11 weeks so that's that's quite a bit of time you know almost three months right yeah what was and it like? it's not like i wasn't i wasn't even able to cross train either like i was a, i was a vegetable so it was 11 weeks of doing nothing getting like right. two miles of walking on my feet maybe right like i got hurt for like nine weeks and then just was able to hit it double as hard and other things i came back yeah fine. like yeah. aerobically fine physically yeah. like it took a little bit of time to get back into the running part so i'm sure aerobically aerobic stuff does bounce back fairly quick but the physical part might take a little bit of time to kind of get there what was that like did you have any like aches or pains or was it just were you just so i hurt my shape I hurt my foot, my left side of my foot, because I was – I tried running a little bit before I thought I should, um, and I was weighing like 162 pounds, and my legs looked like a pencil, and I was like running like a, de a newborn deer. Like knees were smacking each other, feet <laughs> were smacking each other. Um, so like I got like a bad bruise on my left side of my left foot, uh, was – kind of caused me concern because i that area that i bruised that i think i just bruised a little bit or damaged i sh had a stress fracture there like three or four years ago so that kind of was like oh gosh i hope i didn't just re-injure that but um other than that i haven't really had any aches or pains um after that foot healed it was i told my like when i was trying to run at a lighter weight i was like this doesn't feel comfortable i made sure i got at least back up to over 170 and then I was like, boom, I know how to run again. Hmm. Like, foot striking fine, gait feels fine. I'm feeling good. Like, I was good to go. Um, yeah. All right. And now that you're kind of building back up and you're feeling better, like, where's your head at when it comes to, like, in terms of like turning a corner? Do you feel like it's, full steam ahead or is there still like caution in the back of your head when you're like approaching what to do next? It's very cautious still because like I said, I I'm not a hundred percent in remission. Like I still have symptoms of my gut just feeling like I have pain and I have 
I'm going to the bathroom still way more than I ever like used to. Like I'm still like, there's always that like, okay, am I damaging myself trying to go mm-hmm. like running this much? But then at the same time, I'm like, your body craves activity. Like I crave being active. So I feel like at the same time, I'm turning this corner to my new chapter of life that my body's going to, is just finally adapting to how it's like, how it's feeling. You know, it's adapting to a little more, like a little more sensitive gut. It's adapting to, um, you know, having to wake up super early to get a good warm up in. Like it's finally just adapting a little bit. That's interesting. That's a good yeah. way to look at it, right? Like, cause it's uh-huh. a, 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 like thinking of it as like training, like you're just taking on a new adaptation. Uh, it's like a new stimulus that you're having to take on. So you're just like learning how to, how to, uh, how, like your body's like learning how to deal with this. Maybe. Yeah. Maybe uh, that like, that makes sense to me. So, but like I'm definitely turning the corner. I mean, there's always going to be that small part of me saying, Nick, what are you trying to prove? Like, you don't have to be doing this, but at the same time as like, this is what I was, I still feel like this is what I was made to do. And this is what my body needs to do to heal. And dude, you had this whole experience that like you were kind of thrust into to really put it in perspective as like what, you're doing here right like uh-huh. uh, like and it sounds like you came out regardless if you're going to be able to race or not you were going to be fine like you, you said uh-huh. that, right it's like i'm good to go a lot to be grateful for but now it's like money in the bank you know yeah. now, now you already have that perspective where it takes it takes it, it probably takes something like this because it's going to happen to us all you uh-huh. know or, or we all can't race and train at a high level for forever but it just happened to you in your early 20s yeah. And, and now you have yeah. that and now it's all money in the bank, right? Like this new, new perspective on like training and racing. It's only, I, I would bet it's only going to be beneficial for your mindset in terms of competition and your results yeah. from competition, because it's not like I'm a racer, so I need to race. And if I don't race well, what's that say about me? Yeah. It's not like that anymore. No, no. It's like, it's, very, it's a very free feeling. Now, anytime, like, I get on a podium, do well. That's just, you know, that's a bonus in my life. It's not, but it's not my life. This is just a little, Hey, that was cool. It's a good memory. Um, yeah, it's gonna, it's like, like my dad told me what a lot of people tell me, um, talk to Kirk a lot. Cause Kirk went through something like this in his early twenties, Kirk DeWitt. And it's just like, you know, you can, you can either use this to just oh, set yourself back for the rest of your life or you just make a tougher person and become better. And, there was weeks there that I just didn't want to become like, I didn't want to be tough. I just wanted to cry. I just wanted to complain. But then I just like snapped out of it. And a lot of people reach out to me, which I think was very, very, I needed that. Like I, I've always been like, I do this for myself. I don't do this for anybody else. Like I'm my, like I'm a, I'm good. You know, I don't need somebody to like say, come on, Nick, you can do this. Like I'm good. Like I'm very self-motivating, but to have over like a hundred people DM me saying, Hey, we're rooting for you. Like we want you back out there. It's like, okay, let's stop being a little, little baby about this. Like I had every right to be, but let's stop being a little baby about this and let's have a good mindset. And once I, once I said that, that's when I think it just all started to turn. And it's something to be said about like how to handle the emotions, how to feel the emotions and then how huh. to just like make sense of them. And, and you need to take that time. You couldn't have shoved it off right from the jump. Like, then that was just like, that's didn't seem to be like a, an appropriate way to, to handle this. Like, a, like it's like a trauma that you are handling physically and mentally. So yeah, it takes time to kind of process and work your way through it. So it seems like a whole hell of a lot of growing happened in a pretty short amount of yeah. time. Yeah. It's like, like I put another, another two years of my life, like mental toughness on me. So considering you like just moved to Nashville, yeah. <laughs> like it's like, that was yeah, like, yeah. That was earlier this year, wasn't it? Or no, no, no. Oh, it was, it was it's, like we're coming up on a year in August. It, it will be a so whole year. Yeah, nice. Yeah. Oh wow. Yeah. Um, a year just flies by, sir. It's so, not- like, it sounds like you know, and the theme that we just kind of touched on is like figuring out ways that things are going to change in your life in general, and how that is going to, you know, and how how it was and now how it is based off necessity. Are are you feeling much more? regimented are you feeling much more like kind of like leaving leading life more of like discipline and putting things in the boxes and like having to check them off were you like that before or now are you forced to like really be regimented with your time because of like you know just like the new routines that you have 
I feel like I, I'm more regimented. Um, I feel like I was very like organized, like planned out my days in in past. But now is I don't know. That's a pretty tough question to answer. I feel like yes or no. Um, but it's kind of hard not to be more regimented when you go through a, mm-hmm. something that changes your life. Like, hey, okay, I need to do this in the morning so I feel better at n- like at night. I need to do this when I first wake up so I can go run. Mm-hmm. Um, like I need to drink a bottle and a half of water so it was able to flush out my system to detox me a little bit so I can go do this tempo run today. You know, I and, and before this, I was like, okay, just wake up, go out the door, don't even think about any water or anything and just go. And mm-hmm. now it's, now I'm just planning out, okay, I don't, I don't, I'm not going to eat before this time because if I do that, the tomorrow is going to be all messed up. So, um, I will say I've been playing, like it's been helping planning a lot more um, that I have a plan, but I, I would also say in the past, like I was very regimented. I was probably only regimented about my training before this. And now it's all day, like work. I'm, I'm good. Like I have like my schedule padding down after work. What am I going to do? Okay. Uh, let's get some social life in me. Cause that's going to help me really like, you know, it's not all about training anymore. Like, you know, so I will say I, I brought in my, my life a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. That's interesting. And it's like, it's just this idea of perspective and, and experience, right? Like when you're mm-hmm. faced with something, you just kind of do it. And everyone has these di- different circumstances and their, their lives are a way yeah. that they are now because of their experiences that they had. And that's just kind of like what happened to you, right? It's like, okay, yeah. now it's not better or worse. It's just like what you have to do. Yeah. To kind of get through it. Yeah. What, you mentioned like some social stuff. What are, what are like in your mind, is there like a next step in this process that like you can kind of explore or discover? I mean, it, it would be new, so you might not know what would be on the forefront or do you kind of see things kind of being this way for a while and just like if things pop up again, you'll deal with them or is there steps in the process of kind of getting back to what would be your new normal or whatever. I haven't really thought of that. Um, and that's a good question. I'll, I would have to think about that more. Yeah. Um, I've honestly, like, like I said, I've planted more, but also I'm just like, I used to be very much like, I'm not, as soon as work goes over, I'm going home, doing a, doing a training run, and then I'm going back to bed so I can do it tomorrow. So now I'm much more like, okay, it's like, I always plan I'm going to go home and do something training wise, but it's like, okay, a friend says, Hey, you want to, you want to go out to eat or whatever you want to go golf or something. I'm very much more now say, Hey, I don't know if I'm going to feel well next week. So let's have fun right now. You know, let's Mm. get some memories. Um, then that's been really healthy for me. I think I was so dedicated to my training that I was, you know, you talk about people that like top people in their sport. They're like, I didn't have much of a social life, but I still think you need like, you know, that, you need that in you. You need people. Like I always said, like I was very self-motivated. I didn't need anybody, but like I, after this happening, I was like, Hey, I need friends to lean on. I, I want to go out and, you know, not focus on my body, not focus on what's happening to me, not focus on training. Like, like just have a little bit of fun now. Cool. I like that. Yeah. And yeah just, and making sure you know what's going. Cause like, again, you've had that perspective shift of uh-huh. like, I'm not I just an athlete. I'm a need to take care of me as a yeah. person. Uh-huh. Yeah, totally. Yeah, I guess it'll be interesting to see like what would be an appropriate step next or things that you might yeah. have not been doing before that you can kind of move into now. Um, nice. So what is uh so and something that we talk about here and there is like racing. What do yeah. you think? What are you thinking about that? Uh, you don't have to say any specific plans because no. who knows? No, who but knows? But are you starting to think about it? I mean, yeah, yeah. I, I've been thinking about when I was in the. I talked about this when I was in the emergency room. I pulled up my race schedule and I said, I will be back by this day. This is my, like, I want to race. Obviously I don't have that same mindset, but I'm like, I'm still going to race this year. Like if it's coming up soon, if, if I see a race that I feel like I'm fit for that, I can do some damage at, I'm going to go do it. I like a couple weeks ago, I had the mindset. I'm not going to come back till I'm a hundred percent ready that I can get back on any podium that I want to. Um, and now I kind of shifted. It's like, if a race pops up, and I'm fit, and I'm healthy, and I feel confident. Let's go see what I can do. And now, and I'm like, the races in the fall. Let's be real. Let's get really fit for those races I want to do in the fall. Um, and like, let's rip it. You know, like I'm, I'm excited. I'm, I'm, I'm more excited now 
to race than back in January, February, and I was in the best shape of my life. I was nervous then. I'm not nervous now to race. Like, I don't care. I, yeah. I just like this. Right. Like, you, like, again, I step back. Like, this is, this is still is a blessing to race. Like, a lot of people don't get to do this. A lot of people don't get to travel the country and do a passion that they, like, they have, like, a, something they have passion for. Like, like, I'm not, I shouldn't be nervous. I should be grateful for, like, all right, the Nashville race in October. I finally, like, I'm not, like, I was nervous. Even, like, a year before when that race came out, like, I knew I was living in Nashville. I was nervous. Like, what if I don't win and, like, represent where I live? And I was like, I don't care about that. Like, I just, <laughs> right. I want to be back out there and see my friends and like put up a good effort. It's funny, man. Like the things that we put on ourselves, you know, yeah. like the pressure that is like, yeah. Cause really in the scheme of what matters, like racing pretty small, even if that was like our, I guess maybe if it was our, our primary mode of income, it'd be a little bit bigger. Mm-hmm. It's not, but still like in terms of like what stakes are there there's really not met much on the line no. <laughs> you no. know and it should all be for 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 the enjoyment of it i mean it's everybody has their own reason why they're going after it but yeah yeah i feel i feel that too i feel like that's something that uh like the whole covid year i had a lot of time to work on and like not worrying about how well i was going to do and just like being excited to run a race for the sake of seeing like how much i can push myself and having yeah. a different shift in perspective so Dude, it's gonna be awesome when you can race again. I know, and I'm hint. I might be racing sooner than anybody thinks. So, man, I'm, and if you see me there, I'm ready. I'm, I'm gonna throw down. Like I have nothing to lose and everything to gain. Stay locked into yeah. Torque on Instagram to get all the latest updates on Riker when he's gonna be out there racing, kicking butt, or maybe it'll just be a pop up. Maybe we will, yeah. nobody know. Nobody will know. Maybe it'll just arrive. It's probably gonna that. be that. Nobody's gonna know. <laughs> I like, uh, yeah. Like, wait, is that Robert Killian? No, 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 that's Bracken. Wait, yeah, who, Bracken. No, is that who's the other bald pale guy? Yeah, yeah, that, Riker. it's Riker, right? There's yeah. three of them now. Mm-hmm. You guys get yeah. you, you need one more for a four by four. We put in, um, who, who who would be the fourth bald if Woods wants to shave his head more? Oh man, one time I was, uh, uh or if and, you want to shave your head. We're gonna get. To, we'll get to it. The, okay. the, but I'm, I'm too. I'm too tan to be on your team. Okay. Like, okay. Uh, the, uh, <laughs> one time I was racing this, this, uh, in Palmerton, 2018, maybe, and I was in third after like the second big climb. And Woods and Killian were both there, and like I didn't know where they were. And somebody was like, "Hey, uh, you're in third. I was like, "Who? Who's in second? Is he? Is he bald? Is he um, short or bald?" And dude was like both i was like ooh, <laughs> i was like that's a tough one that was a tough one <laughs> um but yeah that's one thing i want to talk to you about now like we've been doing some content stuff you've been yeah. uh, been at it with uh your your are we calling it a vlog yeah i did miss last week i completely just forgot to film last week anything. <laughs> if I you just, want if you want to have content to share yeah, you gotta film. i just completely forgot to film it you gotta film it yeah but uh, that was one thing because i've been doing some some stuff on on yeah. reinforced running uh youtube and you watched a whole bunch of the videos you said and your main takeaway was you should probably shave your head i was like yeah. of all the things yeah. that i shared content wise <laughs> that's what you're coming with me yeah. is that you need to yeah. that i need to, to to take it down i'm thinking yeah. shave will be the, the mode i'm thinking about it soon but uh Clean up before the wedding and then after the wedding let's see that's what i'm that's what yeah. i'm kind of thinking that's the deal i'm trying to strike right now because yeah. it's, it's not me i'm yeah I'm, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah i'm not i'm not fighting it anymore uh-huh. but but it's just you need to take photos i guess who knows yeah. i might look better um talk to me about the vlog what's the idea what's going on um so yeah like we talked about like i talked for like a year i, I should do this i should do this like Every niche in the entire universe has somebody that does a vlog on YouTube. Like it could be anything. And I was like, nobody in obstacle course racing. I'm not going to count Hunter McIntyre. He's not in obstacle course racing. And he has somebody that films everything and edits for him. So I was like, nobody in our sport, like films it as it shows their life of being a, trying to be a professional athlete while working. Um, and then I was like, you know, let's document me. I wish I would have documented like, my real struggles with ulcerative mm. colitis, but I didn't want to be by a phone or film that at all. That would have, that was, you were dealing it, with it. You yeah. were working through yeah, it. Yeah. 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 I wouldn't want to. Yeah. Looking back now, it would be cool to see like a progression of like, 
I wish I would have took one picture of me when I weighed 148 pounds and like now compare it. But anyway, the whole idea is like I started as like a comeback vlog of me leading up to races and like how my life's different. And now it's kind of going to turn more into just like I feel like a day, like not a daily, but like a weekly vlog of some workouts that I like to do, um, lifestyle that I like to do. Just show what it's like to try to somebody who's wanting to be a professional athlete that doesn't get support at like a professional athlete. Um, you know, like I have a job, I have responsibilities, I have, you know, but I, I need to still wake up early and put in this many hours of training a week. So I want to just show that. Um, definitely the most difficult part is just filming the content because I've never brought a camera out with me to go running or like, you know, the good like runners that have vlogs, they have people that like drive beside them and like are able to film that. And I, I'm like, okay, let me put the camera here. I'll do a rep. Let me go move the camera. So it's, so it's, it's a headache at sometimes. Um, but I, yeah, it's fun. You know, it's fun to shoot like a little nine minute video. And I, if I get 50 views or 200 views, you're like, you know, it's whatever, maybe one day. And hopefully one day it turns out to something that's like, okay, this is one of the first people that did a vlog in obstacle course racing and really showed how to do it. What I found has been really helpful in terms of creating content is that it makes me think deep about the things that are actually happening and going on. Right. So even if it like doesn't, doesn't, uh, lead to anything like it's still giving you this real sense of what you're doing and then how you're thinking and i think it's like a perfect time for you right now because there has been this like shift yeah right and like your mindset so now it's like uh, and it's still close enough that like you're like oh that you can remember what maybe it wasn't was like before and what it's like now and now you're really kind of taking time to like think about the way that your life is kind of organized and kind of changing. Um, yeah. So I love the idea for like this comeback vlog. I think it's, uh, I think it's going to be really yeah. cool. Cause I think now that you do have this shift in perspective, it's going to give you some really good time to, to think on it. Um, so I hope that you, you are, uh, and like you've been great about sharing it. So I hope that that's part of like the process is just sharing like the, the way that the, these thoughts are kind of changing in your brain. Yeah. What made you start doing it after a year of not doing it? Well, it was like, you telling me just to do it and then <laughs> other people like i would always post like should i do it and then it was just like it couldn't be a more perfect time like i'm not training i am training i'm not racing i'm not stressing out about it um i have a little more time at my job like i ha i got a camera i got a gopro so like it was just like let's just let's just finally do it you know no reason let's, not let's, to let's, let's put out a video let's make it the crappiest editing I can do and then get better from there. So it was, it's been, I mean, it's been fun to mess around with it. And, and now I have content to like all my training because I never have anything to post. So it's, it's, uh, yeah, it, it just seemed like it was finally a good time in my life. Like, like I said, like I'm more, I'm more than just a racer and I, and I want to, sh and I want to share that. And what you said about like the, the niche of things, <clears throat> that's, that's the piece that is the niche is yourself is like who you are like mm -hmm. yes you are uh, uh an athlete you may be the the athlete right now who is uh in obstacle racing but also sharing their life their life yeah. but you uh but you're also you so like that's the main selling point regardless of like what whatever else is going on in terms of training and racing and things like that and those are the people who are probably going to connect with so it's just about like putting it out there what, what's been uh, is, is there anything that's been harder or easier when, when doing it? What do you think? I mean, it's just filming it. Like I did like a hill workout that I filmed and I was like, okay, got it. Like I had to go back into my house three or four times. Like, okay, I got my camera and then I would, and then I would leave. Like, I forgot my stand. So Boom. annoying. <laughs> got my, go, got, got my GoPro stand. And then I get to the place and I'm like, okay, I'm ready to rip my workout. Wait, I got to go run up this hill to go set this camera up. Now I got to run down to the hip back hill, set this one up. And then I'm like, okay, what if somebody steals my camera? I'm not even looking. Like, it's just like, <laughs> it's like, what, like, cause like somebody walked by me while I was doing my workout and I had just had a camera up there. I was like, what am I like, what are they thinking? Or like, I don't care what they're thinking, but what, are, what is this guy doing? You know, like, so it's been like, just, it's just been like the filming it. Cause I want to make it look like I have good stuff. But like, when you just have a stationary camera, it's like, okay, that sucks. But it's, it's something. 
it's something right. And you'll, and like learning what can make it better as you go along. Like it's not going to be awesome right away, <laughs> you know? Yeah. Um, but it can be, but it's the the content inside of what it, what, what the visuals look like, which is really what's going to matter. But uh, yeah, I agree. It's weird to, to, to do to, it, it, even though we tell, I tell myself, I don't care what that person thinks. I still feel a little silly. Yeah. Like I <laughs> walked, know? I walked the park across my street and that's how i usually do my intros and i have my camera out like this and i'm talking into it and i'm like what am i doing somebody's gonna like people see me but and that's and not to like kill the mood but now since i don't have wrigley anymore and i walk in the park and i talk to my camera it's like okay this guy's just walking this he doesn't even have like he's just walking and talking he doesn't like have anything like mostly i have my usually people have their dogs out there so so it's gonna get it's 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 a little weird now. How you been feeling? <sighs> Sucks. Sucks. Uh, still heartbroken. Still. Sucks. But uh, like I'm trying to do the same thing like with those clients. It's uh, you know, it was a it was a blessing, like to have Wrigley in my life for those two years. Like it was, you know, it's the greatest memories I'll ever have. So try to just, you know, use that as motivation as well to train. And yeah, I like guess it, it's still going to suck for a long time. Yeah. I can't, I, I honestly can't imagine. We got our dogs close to the same time. And just like the way I feel about mine, I honestly can't imagine what, what that's like going through it. Um, so yeah, man. So again, heart goes out, goes out to you for rigs. I mean, yeah. it's so terrible. I can't, I honestly can't imagine um is it still like i and i don't know what it's like to like what to like what the morning process would be like it's it's tough like i don't like being home now honestly because that's like when i was home like i couldn't wait to get home from work like okay boom Rigo and i we're gonna go out we're gonna go do this we're gonna go to a bar we're gonna go to a to this park we're gonna go run we're gonna go play fetch for now like that's that's what we did, you know? I, I didn't want to go anywhere ever because it's like, I'm, I'm with Wrigley. And then if I did want to go somewhere and I didn't have anybody to go with, I like, boom, bring Wrigley. He's my guy, you know? Um, so there's a little part of me, like, I was talking to a friend about this. It's like, you know, now I get to, like, when my friends say, you want to go do this on the weekend, it's like, okay, now I don't really have anything holding me back because, like, I would much like, don't get me wrong. I would much rather be here with Wrigley and not do anything. But at the same time, it's like, you got to just make the best out of it. Um, you know, you can't just stop your life. Like, I, I know it's, it's just a dog. But at the same time, you're like, I want to live my life for Wrigley now. You know, like he would want me to go have a good life and enjoyable and live. So, you know, it's just trying to live that life basically still. You're on mute. Yeah, and there's certainly uh, an amount of you know freedom you you gain back, but I like not how you want to. No. Would you get another dog? It's gonna be a while. Like, yeah. It's got like Wrigley was just the perfect dog for me. Like active, running. Like let's go, let's go do something. Like he was friendly to everybody. You never had to worry about him barking or well, he would bark at people like when they came in, but like you. You never had to worry about him biting anybody. He was—he loved all dogs. He loved everybody. Um, so it was like, I'm, am I ever going to find that again? So it's—it's—it's going to be a while. Um, yeah, I could imagine. Yeah, I could imagine. Yeah, but um, but overall, man, it seems like you have a lot going on. A lot, of, a lot of things happening in your life right now. Yeah. Continue. This has been a crazy year for you, for sure. Yeah. So. I mean, I'm excited to see what what's going to happen uh, these next couple of weeks, next couple of months. I'm, I'm proud of you for the way you've kind of held your head up and just been able to plug forward and starting new endeavors throughout this whole thing and just just rocking it, dude. So yeah. Yeah, keep today, it. At, today's what the official half year mark of the year, June fifteenth. Is that right? I mean, June has thirty days, right? So it's kind of like the halfway mark. Is that a day? Do people commemorate this day? No, I just kind of said it. You figured that out right now. I spoke it into existence. Oh my goodness. I feel like um, I need to, I feel like I should do something. I'm well, so, Alice is great. We should so do this every June 15th. So first half of the year 
you know, I still got second half of a year to do something amazing. That's how I'm going to have to look at it. It's for sure, dude. 2021 has been, been something for you, but yeah. it's still got a whole half yeah. of, of good stuff coming. All right, my guy. Well, um, um, I, I wanted to get your actually talk about, I don't know how much time you have left here, but um, the track girl, Shelby. Shelby O'Hulahan. I was just, I was literally just reading that before. Yeah. Before What's you came on. I don't I, know, man. Like, I've do you, it, I believe her, and I was just listening to the press call. Like, the amount they found in her is so low, it can only be from like almost food consumption. All right, so let's just kind of go through it. So she tested positive for this uh, substance called nandrolone, nandrolone, yeah. which is an anabolic steroid um, analog for testosterone. So it can help add uh, fat-free mass. So it helps you add muscle. Um, and it's also kind of like a testosterone replacement. So it would be helpful for any type of athlete. So yeah. Shelby Houlihan, who was the Best, the best American middle female distance runner, basically. 15, right now. 15 and 5K American record. She does, right. And, and she, she a 5K record last summer. Yes. And so she is primed and ready going into an Olympic year. So she tested for this and they banned her for four years. She's 28. She's 28. Right. So in four years, she'll be 32. So, I mean, like her prime window in that event is probably right now. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And so she is claiming to have like, she, apparently she got the news and that she didn't, she was confused by it. So she went back and, and looked at her food log and she had had a burrito that contained, that could have contained a pig organ meat. Yeah. Offal uh, or offal. I don't get my burritos with offal. You get yours with Oful, but pig organ meat. I don't even know what Oful is. Exactly, they don't have it. They don't have that at McDonald's. They don't, they don't <laughs> have that. <laughs> but that's. But apparently, that is. If you eat some sort of organ meat, you can test positive uh-huh. for this. Because she had it ten hours before Nandalone. Yeah, and I don't know what what was the circumstances behind her test like was it did they I just call was, her i think it was one of those random ones that the olympic like athletes of ustf get like every like you know how you have to as a ust usatf athlete you have to say like i'm gonna be home on these days at this time every single right. week and i think that was one i could be totally wrong but i i thought i saw that like that was it was a random one like that was her day because it happened in the morning and most people say they'll be home at like anywhere from like five to six a.m. because they're they'll always be home. They're sleeping, right? Um, and I think that's where the test happened. I could definitely be wrong on that though. So I think it was one of those random ones that they get. So she 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 had eaten the 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 burrito the night before. The night before. Yeah, I and don't know. They're man. saying the amount they found kind of corresponds to like because it was a tiny amount, a very tiny. And if it was like a full injection, because you usually do it by injection, and with a full injection, it should be a, a lot more, like the amount of it. If I'm getting it my facts straight, I followed her for ye- like years and years, and this is like, big this fan. Is like this is like heartbreaking almost to see. She did that thing like French Bread Friday or something. Yeah, and hilarious. Can it probably be a could be a medalist at the 5K this year? And the four-year ban. The way years. she the way she runs, she runs like the Terminator. Yeah, like she like hammers it's and so just looks strong. amazing. Yeah, um, I I don't know. Like, it doesn't seem like this would be anything that would be overturned. Do you think? Because people always have these ridiculous excuses for this type of stuff. Yeah, I don't, I believe her. I believe her. I, I you want know. to do you just want, want to, to believe, believe her? I want to believe her too. But Jack Bauer actually messed with me and said if this was a Jamaica sprinter that said the same thing. Would you believe her? And like, I almost say yes because like she was able to point it out. Like, boom, right there, the pork burrito at this restaurant. She went back and did a whole thing about food loss. She went all yeah. the way back to see what it was. And I'm sure they're not going to go to this food truck. It was a food truck, but they should if they want to just co- completely confirm it. I feel like. They should like you know if she's saying this is it. It's, I'd be like before you give somebody a four year ban, it's something to look at. 
Like you're changing, you're cha- you change her whole life by giving her that ban. Like, yeah, I'm not sure. I'm not sure what their policy is like. If it's, I'm sure it is just cut and dry. Yeah, we, drug. But we can. I feel like we can all agree. Like, WADA is somewhat corrupt. Oh, it's yeah, it's a disaster. Uh-huh. Yeah, it, it all is terrible. So, I don't know, man. I I, I was just catching up on it. Um, I want to believe her as well. Yeah. But it's just such a bad excuse. It's yeah. such a silly excuse that I don't know. I don't know. I can't imagine it's getting overturned either, which I hope it would, but I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. Oh, I got this thing I'll send you. I got this. Uh, I'm in a pool, like a, a fantasy U.S. trials. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll send that to you. It's cool. Yeah. It's like it's like 20 bucks to enter. Yeah. Um, I only know distance runner, so if it's – you can do you can split it. You can do the full trials where you can do like the throws and sprints. Okay. And, or you can just do distance. Just do them both. Uh, all I know for throw is Deanna Price, Saluki. She's is a, that right? She's a American record holder in the hammer. So. There's a dude there's a dude, Joe Kovacs, who's a thrower who went to Bethlehem Catholic, which is like the school next to where I grew up. So I represent shot put yeah. Joe Joe Kovacs. <laughs> um yeah. So that's who I'm picking no matter what. Yeah, it's cool. Yeah. It's like it's like a, a, a draft where you pick off of salary cap. So I'll send that to you. Anybody else wants in, let me know. Yeah. I'll send it to you as well. Just last, I'm most excited for the trial of the men's 1500. Because you see the high score, who ran a oh, 334. Yeah. Centrowitz, who just ran like a 336, and he's still the king. Um, Cole Hacker, who just yeah. had an amazing kick. I just saw that. I just Craig, was watching that today. Craig Ingles, Clayton Murphy, who is a who is a medalist in the eight hundred, the last Olympics. Like, I find myself now rooting for the older dudes, so I'm yeah. gonna ride with Centro just because he's like my age. I'm gonna so. ride with Centro too. He's the nice. guy. Yeah, he's a he seems like a bit of like a D, but like oh, yeah. he's alright. Yeah, yeah. 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 But, I, but I'll still root for him. Um, yeah, the NCAA uh, track is on all up on YouTube now, which is yeah. really cool. So you can yeah, see yeah. all the events. I watched the 10K at two times or 1.75 speed today. Nice. nice. Yeah, it was good. Tulsa. What's that? Kid from Tulsa. Kid from Tulsa passing on the inside. I thought that yeah. dude was, uh, the dude from BYU was going to do it again. I guess try- BYU is like 25 years old. That's how BYU rolls. I know. He, had a, he had a mission. <laughs> He's super tough, though. You can't take yeah. that away from him. Yeah. Um, yeah, so we can get into all day, but I got to roll. So, right. dude, I appreciate you taking time. We'll, we'll catch up. And all right, we'll link to socials, the whole deal. All right, bro. Talk to you soon. I right, see you. Bye.